Today on the podcast, we will be speaking with the cats from the Bliss Bringers podcast, mm-hmm. talking about progressive swinging. Nice. I had to look it up again just to see what it is all about, and there's actually some back and forth information, so it should be interesting. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insight on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mic and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for a mature audience. If you are offended or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Beyond the Love, the Polyamory Summit. Join us in Columbus, Ohio on November 15th, 16th, and 17th for a three-day polyamory event. Explore relationships, communications, and fun in a social atmosphere surrounded by poly peers. Find out more at beyondthelove.org. Good thing I put that part on the end. (laughs) Almost forgot about that part. (laughs) Almost. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. So here, we, the, uh, by the way, today's uh, music comes from uh, Incredibox, which is a little website one of our listeners turned me on to and t- completely took away hours of my time <laughs> as I built then, little yeah. musical hula loops. And then you showed it to me, and I kind of played with it, and it's kind of addicting. <laughs> it is kind of addicting. And we're still looking for that new podcast music. This is uh, episode, oh, 20 or so that I've been on the hunts for new music and... Um, so far, this is what I'm using. Okay. But we'll see what, what we use next week. We'll see. We'll see. And if anybody's got any suggestions, please let us know. So on the lookout for some fun music. So today on the podcast, as we said, progressive swinging, what is it? Why do some swingers that we've interviewed on the podcast hate it? And why do others swingers that we've interviewed on the podcast dig it? Indeed. And also... Um, a question of the day, which kind of a self-serving question of the day. Let's get into it. <laughs> so, podcast listeners, uh, we think of you as not only our loyal listeners, but also uh, when we run into you, we also often feel like we've run into friends. And when Indeed, you write yeah. us, it's very personal and such. So, today's podcast question of the day is of that personal nature. <laughs> if you were in Columbus, Ohio, where would you go for your December vacation? Ooh, I really like that question because we're throwing some stuff around and we, we have we're not s- exactly sure where we're going in no, December. No. Our, our, <laughs> our budget is not tiny, but it's not huge. Right. We're trying to avoid having all of our vacation budget spent on flying right. somewhere. So we're trying to find something in December that's interesting that we want to go and experience or go explore. Um, so yeah. we're, we're hoping you podcast right. listeners throw some ideas out towards us. What would you recommend we do for our December vacation? I love that idea. And, and, yeah, um, I, I know I don't ski. No, we don't, don't ski. snowboard. No snowboarding. 
No, we're okay with cold weather, but we're not really cold outdoor type people. If there's something inside warm to do or something really cool, like ice sculptures or something, sure, sure. that would be kind of neat. Um, we don't mind driving, so we can drive eight to ten hours at the max. Um, we've only got what five days if we include a weekend, something like that. Something like that. So we're kind of flexible with the dates. That is the self-serving podcast uh, host desire for the December vacation <laughs> question of the day. If uh, you would like to answer that question or you would like to yell at us to get on with it and into the swinging, <laughs> you can contact us at danadawn at eroticawakening.com. Or the Got Comment form. No, on no. The... No? I've completely redesigned <gasps> the webpage. It's now the Got Contact form. Got it's contact? got information. You can email us via oh, there. Okay. You can also find our Twitter feed, our uh, newsletter, um, all kinds of ways to contact us and such. All kinds of stuff? Even voicemails there. <gasps> Ooh, I like voicemail. Call us on voicemail, 614-414-2072. Other information about where we will be presenting, past podcast episodes, link to the newsletter, and other stuff can be found at www.eroticawakening.com. Nice. I like that. I still want to go back to the vacation thing, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> we has time. You never know, actually. You know, obviously, we do this this uh, podcast that's got a lot of kink, uh-huh. polyamory, sacred sexuality, alternative lifestyle, and then we mentioned we have a new puppy, and we get a ton of email about the puppy. <laughs> right. So you never know. Maybe we'll uh, get a ton of e- email about she, vacation ideas. She finally wore herself out. And took a little nipper nap? She is taking a little nipper she nap. She is taking a little nipper nap. Just... Just shh. <laughs> She's been pouncing all day. So oh hi, my Dawn. God! Hi, Dan. Oh, I just had visions of of her pouncing, and we were just up in Cleveland doing a um, third degree ritual, actually, mm-hmm. of of one of my students, and uh, they had a puppy, and they had a boy puppy. Wow. Yes. <laughs> it was a day of prying them apart. Bonobos is what the male puppy reminded me of. What was it? A bonobo? A bonobo. The kinky monkey, I think is what they're known as. So what have you been doing lately that's kinky? What have I been doing lately that's kinky? Oh, besides trying to set up a a play date for Cope? You are setting up a play date for Cope. Cope is right around the corner. I am, I am. And he told me I'm not allowed to use the nickname we gave him anymore. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, because he knows somebody by that name. So, oh. yeah, yeah. So we'll have to, we can use his real name if we want to, but but not today. So, yeah, so I've been doing that. What else have we been doing kinky? We've been trying to set up some kinky play between ourselves. Yes. We don't have a lot of time. It's really <laughs> funny. The whole dog is kind of like a child sort of thing. It's like... You know, we start to get it on, and the dog hops on the bed. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, Not yeah. Not our thing. And then we try to go to the room, and what do you do with the dog, you know? So, well, at least, unlike a child, we can leave her out in the car if it's cool yes. enough. But it has not been cool for the last little while. Often on the podcast, we'll talk about travel plans and what we've been doing recently and where we've been going. And mm-hmm. we're hit, we've hit the dead zone now. We've hit the spot. We've caught up. Nothing going on right now. No uh, travel plans coming up. Mm-mm. For the next couple of weeks. Next couple of weeks, yeah. I know we've got Chicago coming up with Kinky College. We've got um, Sterling Shadow, Sterling Club Shadow and, and a few not too long away. LAL and Kiss in Indianapolis and 
But it feels when something is a couple weeks away, it's like, oh, that's forever away. We don't I have know, to worry about that. I right know. Now. So, hell, I'm already packed for Coop this weekend. So, but that's that's nice. And that's why we take a vacation in December because December seems to be slow. I don't think people have events because of the holidays or something. So, mm-hmm. that's usually when we take ours. Plus, it's our wedding anniversary. It is. It is. So, nice, nice, nice. Wow. So, let's uh, not 12. Out. 12 years. <laughs> Is that the Coming wedding up. was? Yeah. How long have we been together? Uh, we've been together for almost 15. How long have I known you? Oh, my God. Let's see. He's 26, so that would be 27. 28 years. 28 years that I've known you. 28 Sheesh. years. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Let's now, you know what's funny, though, is that we talk about how sometimes I'm a slow boil when it comes to creating new relationships. Uh-huh. 28 years. We've been together for 15. Right. That was a 13-year boil. Yes. <laughs> took you a little while to warm up to my charms. Well, it took us both a little while. So let's get uh, into the uh, topic. Let's get through a little bit of business that we have here. We do want to mention, as always, that the... Um, now, we're going to get into later to talk about the progressive swinging and mm-hmm. some stuff you found on Life on the Swing Set. Yes. I found... I was listening to the Life on the Swing Set podcast. They are also... Uh, and let me, I'll circle around and make this a complete sentence. Okay. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex positive community for over 10 years. From massage oil candles Ooh. to other stuff. You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com. This is where we make the big circle back to. Life on the Swing Set, the reason I brought up that Smitten Kitten, Smitten Kitten is one of their sponsors as well. Oh, okay. And they were talking about these massage oil candles. Mm. Um, and as a matter of fact, I don't think they care. You feel free. If you, want, if you go out to Smitten Kitten, you can use the uh, secret promo code Swing Set. Nice. And get 10% off. And the podcast that you've never listened to, Life on the Swing Set, will get some kind of bonus as oh, well. Oh, fabulous. That's Isn't nice. That cute? Yes, we like supporting Who other podcasts. Who cares about a, a massage oil candle? I can't I imagine what that is. I don't know, but it sounds awesome. I'm writing that down. I was going to as well. I think that's pretty neat. <laughs> um, and you had mentioned we are just about getting ready to leave for the, the cope. We are. We are. So Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Cope going on this weekend. Obviously, all the tickets are sold out. We will be there Friday. I'll be showing up in a couple of days. So mm-hmm. if you guys are listening to this, uh, what is this, early September? September 14th, 15th, 16th or so? Is will probably be Cope States. Yeah, something, is, like something like that. And um, that weekend, I'll be there Friday setting up the Scarlet Sanctuary because we'll be running the Scarlet Sanctuary once again, which is um, a place of sacred touch. It's sacred space for sacred touch. And um, another group of Path of the Kadishti Students will be graduating, and they get to come in and help us out. And then Saturday, it's a full day of workshops and all kinds of stuff. And then Saturday night is playtime for me, because I worked all Friday night at the Scarlet Sanctuary. So anyway, find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. I actually, as you know, at the Adventures in Sexuality events, Mm-hmm. They have the theme night is the first night. And yes. the theme night this time around is sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And I know what Beric and <gasps> Shiva 
costumes are. Oh, no fair. Yes, it is no fair. <laughs> no, I'm not telling you, Aww. Dawn, nor am I telling you podcast mm, listeners. You well, I knew you out. weren't going to tell the podcast listeners, but I wanted to know. No, 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 no. I would tell the podcast listeners before I told you. As a <gasps> really? So, well, it's, and it's kind of, I wish, um, well, I wish we had the opportunity to dress up. It's harder for us. We probably could if we wanted to, something simple. But where we're all dressed in red for our Scarlet Sanctuary, it's hard to go from makeup to to sacred space. I wanted, I thought it would be neat if you and I and Karen dressed up as Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Yes. But uh, again, as you'd mentioned, it's a little difficult when you have to turn around and do mm-hmm. the Scarlet Sanctuary immediately after that and arguing who would be Kirk, I think would well, be Well, I wanted tricky. to be Spock because I have the ears. <laughs> <laughs> but I can talk like Kirk. <laughs> I almost forgot his name. <laughs> so, but I could, but I would rather do something with lots of makeup and all nice and fun. I kind thought of... it would be fun if the, if I was dressed as Kirk and you two did green aliens, but again... See, that would be neat. We could always go as triples. Whoa, listen to the thunder. I don't know how we would... Yeah, no, it <laughs> I don't know how we would go as triples. As triples? I don't know. Probably just put on a fur coat. <laughs> I, do have a big, I do have this big fur thing in the... Uh... You do? That would work out nicely. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> um, but, but the kid's triple toy, you used to have to squeeze it to make it squeak. Right. So would we squeeze you? Would you squeak? I would do something. <laughs> Probably kick me. <laughs> we do get have some new subscribers to the newsletter. That's the uh, the Erotic Awakening newsletter where we announce things like when the uh, presenters for Power Exchange Summit have been figured out, mm-hmm. uh, where you and I are presenting. Uh, matter of fact, if you are a newsletter subscriber, when are you going to send out the next newsletter? Probably not till October 1st. I just sent out September's. Oh. Unless we have special news, we can always send out a second We don't one. have any special news, but I will say that... Um, somewhere on the newsletter, you should put the color oh, towel that Ginger is currently laying on. Mention that in the newsletter, and the first uh, person that writes us with that color will get a set of CDs for Pocket Universe. Nice. I'm writing this down. Good. Don't just say it on the podcast. Like I did just, last yes, time. Exactly. Which worked out well for the person that won. So new subscribers to the podcast include Master Michael of Illinois. We know him. We do. Anagama from Detroit. Anagama. Crystal and Chelsea from Australia. Australia, Australia, Australia. Boy. And um THG's kitten. Every time I saw that, I was thinking it was Thug's kitten, but I don't know. <laughs> from Connecticut. Shelly from California. And Kathy from Iowa. As well as on the Google Plus, Johan says, oh my. <laughs> and Becky also uh, one plus us to whatever you do on the Google Plusing. Nice. We also got um, something from Joe on Fet Mail, and we're getting a lot more of Fet Mail. That would be stuff. via the Fet Life. The Fet. Where you can find our Erotic Awakening group. Yes. So well, just burning through it and then tell me about some tentacles so I can talk about swinging. <laughs> Everybody likes to send me tentacles. So um, Bat ended up sending me three pics. One was with a statue that had suckers restraining the girl. Now, I don't usually see stuff like this. So usually in the pictures that I see, it's just their tentacles wrapped around the person, you know, kind of restraining them. But this, it was a statue and they actually had the suckers like <laughs> on the girl's arms. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the suckers, the suction cups, 
were what was holding the girl. So mm-hmm. they, it wasn't wrapped around her arms. It was just the sections. So that was really, really neat. And um, ooh, Bungie sent some amazing pics and cartoons. Uh, uh, quite a variety. Quite a variety. Really nice arty stuff. Yes. Some of that. Like the, the, the one, the back, the lady's back. Thing oh, my jig. gosh. That, that, was, awesome. that was amazing. Like the tattoo thing on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Raid Ho sent me a link to a comic Featuring Fucktopus. Not <laughs> <laughs> seen Fucktopus. So that was kind of neat. Kind of neat. No food on boobs this time. Uh-oh. Where's our uh, Canadian girl? She hasn't sent one in in a while. Oh, no kidding. Boy, I tell you, some people, you win a title, and then you forget all about <laughs> the people who you, you need to see your boobs with food on them. But she, she won a pony title, didn't she? She did win a pony title. Nice. But they're probably... Uh, since I've recently, the most recent food on boobs has been food on boobs for breakfast in person. It's kind of a hard one to top. <laughs> it is, it is. But we've seen Canadian girl in person before, so oh, we might be seeing her again when we go to. Uh, are we going to Ottawa? We are going to Ottawa in February, I think. That's years away still. <laughs> but you can find that on our calendar page on the Erotic Week because we are absolutely going all over the place as normal. Or on the newsletter, because I do put the Canadian uh, the um, calendar link. Okay. Not the link, but the calendar with the whole list of dates where we're going to be. So, so uh, today on the podcast, our interview-wise, we've mm-hmm. got um, a variety of people from the Bliss Bringers podcast. It was and three out of four of them, right? Three out of four. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to uh, introduce themselves in a moment uh, when we start that interview. Um Interesting, the whole progressive swinging term, and they uh, mentioned that the at, if you go over to blissbringers.com, that there's a indefensive labels where you can read more about it. Uh, but you did a little bit of study yourself. I did, I did. So because I wanted to see, I mean, I know what um, Blissbringers, the people on Blissbringers, told us about progressive swinging, and I just never heard of the term before. I loved the way they described it. Um, so I went and did some research to see what people have to say, and it's kind of neat because um, life on the swing set seems to be the people that have uh, coined the label. Mm-hmm. And then um, Mr. Swap Fu on his blog, he had a um, not really liking the label, mm-hmm. and then the Blissbringers had on their blog in defense of the label. So it was just kind of neat back and forth. But um, first of all, does everybody know what a swinger is? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Yay. A swinger is somebody that has sex with multiple people. Right? Would Without... You, well, well, okay. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. I, the other thing I was going to say is many people have sex with multiple people. Mm-hmm. A swinger, I think, is a little bit more defined in that it's a open, uh, honest sex with other people. Right. So if you are in a... If you're not in any kind of a relationship, you go to a swing club... You may have sex with other single people, but you may have sex with married people. Mm-hmm. But it's with the consent of the other people that are involved. You may be in a relationship, and you go to a swing club, and you're having sex with other people. And that, again, it's not done behind anybody's back. Matter right. of fact, if you take your husband or wife to a swing club and you go get some, you may find that your partner is off getting some somewhere else as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is negotiated beforehand and talked out and how it works. Uh, but it is, as you mentioned it, at the most simple, it's people that are open to having sex with multiple other people. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the words that I saw in the definition, too, was recreational. Oh, recreational sex. So I like yeah. that. I like that, too. So because you can have sex with multiple people and not be a swinger, 
if you're poly. True. So, and poly is more about relationships. So, um, many loves. So, mm-hmm. and um, but more about relationships. Where swinging is more about sex. Yeah, and for myself, that's how I perceive the two. And and we talked a little bit about this in the uh, interview we we're about to listen to. But the idea that. Swinging, I like the idea, I like what you just said, recreational sex. Mm-hmm. Swinging is sex for the sake of sex. Sex is fun, sex is enjoyable, go have sex, why not? It's just for fun. Polyamory is more of we're in love or we have a loving relationship, let's enhance that relationship by making it sexual as well. Right, and I know some poly people don't get swingers, some swingers don't get poly people. Um, you and I don't make very good swingers, though mm-hmm. we have certainly tried and mm-hmm. are willing to try again. Or I am anyway. Um, and I have, it's kind of funny because I went to a swing club. It's been a couple of years ago and it was the first time I ever went, quote, by myself. I, I took a friend with me that uh, it was her swing club that she was used to hanging out at. But I didn't take you and I didn't take the boyfriend at the time. So it was kind of like by myself. And um, I was talking to the swingers there and I, and I was asking them about Polly and stuff like that. And they just looked at me horrified. The people at my table were like, horrified that I was in a poly relationship and they're like oh my god that's so much work (laughs) you know why not just go out and have sex (laughs) we don't want to be poly we want to have fun forget the relationship part you know and that is truly how they felt so I found it kind of interesting this label of progressive swinging so let me let me read what life on the swing set says about progressive swinging The practice of allowing and embracing deeper emotional connections among playmates has become a phenomenon that's landed progressive swinging somewhere between the swinger sex club score and long-term polyamorous relationships. So they're seeing it as somewhere in the middle on that Mm -hmm. spectrum between swinging and poly. And, um, you know, I really kind of like that idea. Like I said, we don't don't swing very well because we want to get to know the people. First. So if we take a breather or we're in conversation with a couple or a single person and, and we go to go get a drink or something, we come back, they're gone. Right. <laughs> you know, we work way too slow for um, good swinging etiquette. <laughs> I think we're supposed to just grab people and, and end up in a room. So, so we don't do very well with that. I'm not always on the lookout for a, a full out poly relationship either, mm-hmm. but I'm not just out for sex most of the time. So I liked that progressive swinging kind of label because it it's more than just the recreational sex, but not let's move them in poly. Right. So, I, or even, you know, whatever poly, but, but poly does take a lot of work. It's funny for me. I don't know if even the idea of, I mean, the, the idea of progressive swinging is more appealing to me mm-hmm. than swinging uh, because I don't find sex on its own very recreational. Right. I mean, there's other. I would rather play Galaxy Truckers for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, even look... And it's not because I don't like sex. Right. It's because sex without more of a connection... You know, and actually, I, and I, we're, we're about to, we, I share about this in the interview, so I don't know how to kill time about it now. But, you know, where is that level of, that? It, for me, it's, it's sex and, mm-hmm. right? I want sex and some kind of something else. Right. So, well, and even, um, even seeing with the possibility that sex may be thrown in there, mm-hmm. 
I kind of like to do with people I already know. You know, I can scene with someone if there's no, well, you know what? I'm just, <laughs> I'm sitting here reflecting, going, and if it was a stranger, I don't know that sex would be on the table. Yeah, it would. So never mind. <laughs> you know, yeah, it would. But I like the idea. I think um, the Bliss Bringers say, and, and I want to talk a little bit about Mr. Swap Fu as well. And Mr. Swapfu is um, having a problem with the labels. So he's thinking that by labeling it as progressive swinging, by putting that label with the swinging, that people are trying to make it more moral. And he's okay with swinging being immoral compared to other people. You know, it is what he is, and he's okay with it. And he's afraid that people are going to start saying progressive swinging as if regular swinging is a bad term. So he's afraid it's going to be used as um, a way of judging people in their, their swing spectrum. So, and, um, so I kind of understand that as well. You know, if you're a swinger, you're a swinger. If you're poly, you're poly. But I think what um, the Bliss Bringers or what the swing set's trying to do is to just have another label for the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't think they're actually trying to use it as, you know, the people on this end of the spectrum are bad and the people on this end of the spectrum are good or anything like that. I think it's more as a, as a way of just self Labeling, So, and I think we all do that at some point, but, you know, so you've got the swing set saying one thing, you've got Mr. Swap Fu saying something else, and then you have the Bliss Bringers coming back saying, labels are okay. <laughs> well, let's see what the Bliss Bringers say. Awesome. So, Dawn, tonight we are sitting online with the most of the crew from the Bliss Bringer podcast. We have Just John, the captain, and Professor T., and they're spread out across the United States, and I'm sure they're... <laughs> I have no clue where they actually are physically. We're in Canada. Oh, oh yeah. that explains yeah. the accents. We're, we're, <laughs> we're in California. Canada. That doesn't explain the accent. Nice. That is not a Californian accent. I've talked to people <laughs> in California before. And, and we were just sitting around talking with them about some stuff, and you guys threw out this term, progressive swinging. We told you about our experience with swinging, and it's not been so positive and i get the impression you guys feel that there's some that swinging is actually working for you so but let's start off with what the hell's a progressive swinging i assume it's an insurance swinging i don't know (laughs) yeah that's your term john not not well that's actually not my term i think the the gang from life on the swing set uh, came up with that and it basically wants to indicate a more how to explain it, more poly-ish um, relationship style. Just, just as the way is that, there's, that there's hundreds of ways to have sex, there's also hundreds of ways to have a relationship. I don't see swinging and poly as two different items, just in the same way as that straight and gay are not two different items. It's a continuum. There's like a scale from zero to seven on how straight to, to uh, how gay you are. In the same way as that there's, there's the idea that there's a, um, a fluent indicator of how much emotional involvement you want in your sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. So progressive okay. swinging supposedly has more intimacy than... The kind of go to a club, meet someone, go to the back room, have an encounter with them, and leave. 
Mm-hmm. It's what, got more intimacy. There's more long, long-term relationships, seeing some of the same people, having an emotional connection. Yeah, the we we found um, from just just speaking from from my and my wife's experience is that the group of people that we find and that we connect with in a swinging community we have the sort of quote-unquote relationships with them that others might call poly in that okay um we're having a barbecue oh let's invite those friends over not to do anything sexual but to just have a barbecue or to go watch a ball game or visit a museum or what have you i found that most of my swinger friends found the same idea is that you when you're doing events or doing anything that is non-swinger you don't invite your non-swingers friends you invite your swinger friends because those are the quote-unquote coolest and the (laughs) ones that you connect with the best if if you i shall put it in another way if you if I've seen you naked and I've seen your spouse naked, then basically there isn't much that you can talk about, right? And there isn't much that I can say that'll offend you. Whereas if you have a regular uh, friend, mm-hmm. you always have to be a little bit on your best behavior. Oh, I can't stare at his wife's boobs <laughs> for too long, or I'm just gonna get whacked over the head. So, for example, last winter we. And um, John and Cindy and three other couples went on a on a catamaran trip in the BVI in the British Virgin Islands. We chartered a sixty foot catamaran, and we were all swingers, but th- we weren't swinging the whole time. We weren't having sex all the time. A lot of it was just like snorkeling and going out for dinner and hanging out and chatting and lying on the trampoline of the boat at night looking up at the stars i like that it, it, was... it almost sounds too easy isn't i mean that's wonderful that it works but i would so is there no sexual tension is there never this oh i thought i got to sleep with you tonight i oh geez no, well who am i no, sleeping he, with now he, here's another thing that i found in, is that once you have a group of people in my experience and they become familiar with each other you can go and hang out all together and yes there's also people going to have sex with each other but if for some reason oh my wife is out of the state for work or I'm away or whatever you can still go and you can still hook up with your friends because you know there isn't that necessarily tit for tat uh, so to speak. Effect going going on. <laughs> yeah, and it, every everybody's going to be taken care of, right? Yeah, everybody and, trusts everybody, so there's not this uh, policy of um, how shall I say it? Shit, the 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 name escapes me. Well, but I mean, the other thing is for us, we like group. We like group sex. We like group sex. I was going to say we. <laughs> We like orgies. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> but I wanted to explain why. Sure. Because we found that 
when we were early just exploring swinging a few times we went out we kind of had dates with another couple and four-way chemistry is really elusive like it's very rare right where everybody hits it off with everybody else where I'm just as interested in that couple as as my partner is in that couple and they're just as interested in both of us often you know two partners one partner from each couple will hit it off and the other two are less sure and so with a group it doesn't have to be that couple on couple thing you can mix it up a little more easily and so we found on the the sailing trip as an example it wasn't swapping it's not like I was we were swapping with another couple it's like we were all having everybody sex. was having like, sex with everybody else or sometimes some people weren't participating watching. and others were or some people went to bed early and others stayed up late like it there's just a lot more it possibilities that fl- really flowed it flowed it definitely flowed and in answer to your question Dan um it, we never really had that feeling that oh well you know is it not my turn or you know no. i'm feeling left out I don't think anyone, I, 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 not that I noticed, I don't think anyone had that experience. It was a lot of fun. It was very open. If you didn't feel like some people were laying on the, on the trampoline and some were inside fucking like rabbits, you know, so there was no counting of heads and okay, it's your turn. That, that did not uh, take place. So yeah. it sounds like you've yeah. avoided the idea of uh, the the word that comes to my mind is scarcity. That there is exactly no sc- okay, okay, great. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you take ten people. You know, two of those ten are going to be at least two of those ten are probably going to be horny at some point. <laughs> so you so know, it, it's the difference between a scarcity economy and an abundance economy. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 It makes everybody way more relaxed and le- yes. way less confrontational. Yes. No pressure. Yeah. No, way, no pressure. Yeah. That's the thing that we found with these dating situations when you're out for dinner and it's like, oh, my God, like maybe I'm not that interested in them after we've talked for two hours. You know what I mean? But then you feel under pressure to that's do something right. in return. Yeah. Because that's kind of what the evening... Well, at the beginning, we thought, well, if they're swingers and we're swingers right. and we set this up as a swinger date... Then we have then to. Then we have to have sex with sure. them. We didn't... Because we weren't very experienced either. So, you know, you kind of have to learn. You got to learn to that you can call, call it quits at any time. Mm-hmm. So if you're five to ten people... Someone can call it quits, and the party's still going to go on. So it sounds like one of the, the problems that I've had, in, in, and again, we have very limited experience in swinging, but one of the issues that I've come across is that a lot of swinging is fueled by alcohol. And this just happens because I, I remember um, I was flirting with somebody, and we met at a swing club, and mm-hmm. I said, hey, you said you are going to give me a kiss when the, we met. And she said, well, I haven't had enough to drink yet. I was like, oh, well, that's kind of not appealing to me <laughs> but i guess if you've already got somewhat of a relationship with these people then the inhibitions have already been lowered some you don't have to worry about that as much well yeah dan in answer to that because you mentioned that earlier our experience and what i've noticed is there's not a lot of alcohol 
Because right. you know what? If you're drunk, you can't get it up. Uh-huh. And uh, you, if you want to have a good time, and, uh, you know, t- t- uh, Professor T and I don't drink, by the way. We're, okay. we're, oh. we're uh, we know, uh, we're friends of Bill as oh. well. Oh, me too. And for many for many years, and uh, you know, our our observation is there's not a lot of drinking, and, and that's one of the things that's appealed to us right, is that yes. we've kind of gotten in with the crowd that there's just not a lot of drunkenness. Wow, we're in the wrong part of the. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we need to try reason, this somewhere else. Reason number seven to move to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, certain well, parts. Well, not of just Canada. in Canada, though. I mean. <laughs> No, the swinging. We found that there's not a lot of there's not a lot of booze. See, and when we go to different clubs, there they got armfuls of bottles, and everybody's oh, okay. carrying in their own. So it would be nice to experience. Well, it, I mean, there's there probably are. Mm-hmm. It's not like in vanilla bars. There's not a lot of drinking, and I shall put it. Some people use it as an excuse, right. and. Most of the time, those people are the quote-unquote beginners, and I would be very careful in, in any dealings with them because the, the drama factor there might be high. Well, for me, it's, I'm, I'm very much into consensuality, so I want the consensuality to be very high as well. Absolutely. <laughs> and so. it is in the swingers, uh, definitely. Consent is a must no is no right. and that's very respected now we have found that for the, for yeah, the most part ab- yeah, absolutely yeah. now let me ask you another question that i find a little and this is kind of a general swinger thing for me um do you guys in general practice safer sex absolutely 100 yes, percent. okay yes. now let me let me ask you what 100 percent means does that mean that if we engaged in oral sex you would wear i would have to wear a condom no or if I was going to eat your, uh, uh, I, I can't wait to hear what word you're going to use. Um, vertical taco. Uh, vertical taco. That's wrong. That's, yes, yes, that's wait. terrible. Uh, if I bothered to edit out these anymore, I would edit that out. But anyway, so you don't use dental dams either then for uh, eating pussy? No. So it's fascinating to me that you start off 100% of the time where you say for yeah, sex. Yeah, I wouldn't have but, said 100%. Uh, maybe 100% shouldn't have been used. But I would have said we always use condoms. Always use condoms. For intercourse. Yes. What for about anal? Yes. Well, we don't really we don't, we don't do anal, really, but don't I really think we would anal, if we did. We, if we did, we would definitely require a condom. Okay. Do you find that that works for you then? It's, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure... Since I've got a vasectomy, it's not a pregnancy issue. Oral sex, and that's been one of the big differences in the swinger community and the, the BDSM community, where a lot of times in BDSM land, before you shake hands, they want you to put a glove on. They're so safety conscious. In the swinger yes. community, there's some level of safety consciousness, but there's a line that, hey, now you're getting in the way of my fun. Do you, do you, do you, has that been in your experience as well? Um, well, I think like probably if if you require dental dams and stuff like that, people might have that reaction. Mm-hmm. But no one has ever complained about putting on a condom. 
mm-hmm. in my experience. Yeah, everybody sort of draws the line on what amount of risk that they are willing to take. Mm-hmm. Especially known in, in the kink community, there's this safe, sane, and consensual, and there's also a, like risk-aware mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Sure. And, and you have to be aware of the risks, because if you're going to be smacking somebody or piercing skin or cutting or stuff like that, shit can go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether you use gloves or whatever, there's, there's always things that go wrong, even with professionals. So there is, there is a danger factor in there, but you still do it because you find that, okay, what's the chance of this happening versus what's the enjoyment I get of, out of that and which of those two will increase my enjoyment of life. It, and it's just the same way as if you're having sex with somebody, okay, this is where I draw the line, I'm going to use a condom, I'm not going to go head to toe from uh, in, in, in latex, <laughs> unless that's a, part, a particular fetish of somebody. But but the dental dam might make a good lab. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> we have thing. this segment of our show called The Luscious Labs. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember I listened to uh, one not that long ago where there was a dental dam thing. Which no, no, that was a female condom. Female condom. A female condom, right, right. Yeah. It did oh, not you've, feel, heard, you've heard the live Luscious Lab. It did not seem that attractive, to be it honest. It wasn't. It was awful. It wasn't. <laughs> From anything, my anything that comes with that much, you know, with a, like a four-page booklet, I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> this might be a problem. Yes. Yeah, anything that hangs down out of my pussy is a problem, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, not, I mean, not attractive. <laughs> Well, although we gave it one thumb up for the fact of the woman being able to say to the guy who refuses to put on a condom, look, maybe you don't want to wear a condom, but we're going to use this. Like, it, it's one of those things, the use case is if you really want to have sex with a guy and the guy really doesn't want to wear a condom and you're desperate, then you hang, <laughs> you take that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know yeah. that's a limited use case, but... We do everything for science, so. Yeah. We actually reviewed on our podcast uh, 200 episodes ago something, and it was some kind of a, a glove for your mouth that your tongue <laughs> stuck out of. It was oh. the most disgusting tasting what? thing, and it was just so weird and made it hard to breathe. Like you put it over your tongue? Yeah, yes. yeah. It was a it was a glo- it was a tongue condom. Wow! Uh, but it completely covered your entire mouth, so. The, the the idea was interesting, but the, the functionality the, wasn't the, yes. so easy. You put straps over your ears to keep it on, and yep. you look oh like some God. kind of mutated frog, actually. <laughs> you, you, it has. Are, 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 are you sure it wasn't wasn't the fetish thing? No, no, it wasn't. I'm, <laughs> but I'm sure. I, but it I bet. Turned yeah. Into it. <laughs> I wear it to enough places. Eventually, someone's gonna go. Whoa! Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. I've, been, I've been thinking of that. But for its standard use, it sounds like a mood killer. Yeah. So one more question for you guys, if you don't mind. Oh. If people are listening to the podcast and they say, well, I don't have, you know, the, you've really answered a lot of questions for me that, and hopefully other people as well. well. Maybe I'm ready to go give swinging a try for the first time or give it another try. What would you recommend is a good way to go get started with swinging? I would say go to a nice club. 
And Not the club you were talking about that was someone's home last no. weekend. <laughs> so, but but a, a, a nice a, club. A nice high-end... Um, lifestyle, lifestyle club. Lifestyle club. Or yeah. a lifestyle resort. Like, um, wow. Like Desire. Unbelievable, yeah. You, unbelievable experience. Five-star. Where it's low pressure. It's classy. It's clean. You can either walk, you can like sit back and observe. It's very friendly. Or, I mean, the club we recommend in Toronto is Club um, The Oasis Aqua Lounge, which is a very nice atmosphere for someone who's just thinking about so, dipping their toe in the water. What I also want to uh, put in before that is make sure you absolutely are on the same page. Like, discuss beforehand what you're going to do, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. Make sure that everybody knows, okay, if anybody needs to pull the ripcord, they can do so at any time. Here's our safe word. If anybody feels uncomfortable, then we just go home and nobody's going to be mad at it. We'll just have lost an, an, an evening. And then when you, when you go to a club the first time, just go to check it out, soak up the atmosphere, Get all horny, go home and have sex. With your partner. Don't don't try to do don't try to run before you can walk. And then the second time you do, you go to a club, just try to have sex with your partner without anybody else involved, with other people watching. If you can get those two steps without freaking out, then you can start talking to other people. And, and flirting with other people. But those are the baby steps that I would recommend because those are easily, those are more easily walked back from. Let me put that. And, and, and maybe bring some toys. We bring floggers, uh, stuff like that, where we tend, we, we always go with the attitude that no, we don't, nothing has to happen. And we find that when we go, I, you know, I might be flogged, Professor T. And then people, other people are watching. And next thing you know, well, will you flog me? Or, you know, and we do this. It's casual. It's, it's not forced. It, it flows. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, another thing that people can do who are just thinking of checking it out is set up a profile on, on a website, on a, on a lifestyle website, a swinger lifestyle website and look in the local events and just go to a meet and greet. And a meet and greet is just that. It's just people getting together to meet other people. There's no sex that happens at a meet and greet. Right. And so it's a pretty low pressure situation. And we found that when we go to the local meet and greets, we meet a lot of people and we talk and it's just, an easygoing atmosphere, very casual, and sometimes we have ended up getting invitations to house parties from that, and and meeting other people who might have similar interests. Nice, very cool. Yeah. I tell yeah. you, well, just listening to the baby steps, I really, really like the the baby steps and going to the meet and greets and things like that, and it just brought back memories of we used to go to the swing club just so we could fuck each other and have other people watch. Exactly. Exhibitionism, exactly. exhibitionism is one of my fetishes. We, we did have to. We did used to have a um, 
a swing club here in town that was open on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And because we still had kids that lived at the house, we would go out to the swing club to fuck each other just <laughs> oh. so we could be loud. So there you go. Right, right, nice. And bring and lots we... of condoms, of course. So one, one question from, from my end would be, how do you see the difference between swinging and poly? Well, it's really interesting. It used to be the answer was if you were at 2 a.m., you figured out your keys were locked in your car. Could you pick up the phone and call your swinger friends? Or, your, you know, if you picked up the phone and called somebody, those are the poly people. The swinger friends you call, they're like, hey, what the fuck are you waking me up at 2 a.m. for? <laughs> you know? Um, and it's really interesting the way you describe it. We think of it as there's one extreme where somebody is involved in your sex life, and it's, if it's not your sex life, they don't really care about that part of your life. And where the other aspect is the more poly life where they're involved in every aspect of your life. And it sounds like what you've expressed is that there is something in the middle there. Yeah. To give a counter um, example to that, um, a couple, I think a year ago, uh, a friend of ours who's uh, a female who's in, into swinging, she moved, right? She's a, she's a single mom, so she had a lot of stuff. She, so she needed help. So she did the, the regular thing of asking all her friends to come and help, right? When we got there, there were about 10 people who showed up, some broad gear and stuff like that. She invited all of her friends, her swinger friends and her non-swinger friends. Mm -hmm. Guess who all showed up? All the swinger friends showed up. Oh, okay. None of the non-swinger friends show up. Oh, it's interesting. Well, it's not exactly a counterexample, though, is it? Yeah, well... Oh, in that you can call on swinger friends and they'll be there for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I think exactly what you said, Dan, there is this middle ground. Yep. And it's it's that continuum that John was talking about. You know, it's not Cut. either the stranger sex or full-blown relationships with multiple people. There's mm -hmm. this middle thing. I mean, we have relationships with the, with a lot of the people we swing with. Actually, these days, with most of the people we right. swing with. Right. Um, and... and Whereas at the very beginning, we thought for a while that we might have a policy of never seeing the same couple twice. Now we can't even imagine why we would want to do it that way. Right. Now we really enjoy getting to know people and developing friendships. And I, I truly believe that a lot of the people that we swing with now over time, you know, we might stop having sex with them, but we might, but we will not probably stop being friends with them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, yeah. very cool. So how do we find out more about the Bliss Bringers podcast? Well, you can go to blissbringers.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast um, in iTunes, on Android, read the blogs, tweet. Just click on all the buttons. Facebook. <laughs> we have a Facebook page, too. You can like it. Or lick it. Or lick it, sure. Or okay. lick it. Right. You can okay. lick it and like it, but not with a latex tongue glove. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. Uh, and thank you for opening my mind and helping me see that there are some things that I haven't uh, been aware of. 
I'm going to go not buy some alcohol and head over to uh, the Oasis. It's only a nine-hour drive. Yeah, no problem. You See go. you there. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.